Hey, what's up, brother? Welcome to another week on the Daily Working Class Gamers Podcast. So, over the weekend, I was reading a bunch of articles, as I do, and uh, I ran across one that was talking about AI-generated art. Now, you may have seen uh, people posting a bunch of uh, pictures. Uh, Squirrel even did one uh, that was generated by an AI bot. So it takes a bunch of selfies and it runs it through um, an algorithm essentially and it spits out unique pieces of art. And it, you know, they're stylized in different different ways. I think you get a batch of 50 photos. So this article was talking about whether it's ethical or not to use this kind of app or this kind of technology because the AI is being trained by using photos from uh, DeviantArt or Pixabay Um, so you know online free resources so these artists are saying that their work is being used for profit without being without them being compensated and this article specifically mentions that uh there are artifacts uh, within some of these pictures where you can see like part of an artist's signature. Um, so, you know, they're, they're discussing about the ethics of using something like this. <clears throat> now I found that kind of interesting and uh, considered making my own self-drawn uh, selfie and that kind of uh, style that you're seeing all over Instagram and things. But then yesterday I'm scrolling around YouTube and I see that Moist Critical put up uh, a video talking about how AI generated articles are going to get rid of games journalism. Now for anybody who doesn't know my background, I spent about six months writing for the gamer, uh, obviously a gaming, um, outlet and i can tell you that it (laughs) is an interesting industry uh to say the least and that being said i would be paid ten dollars per article uh for whatever i wrote so ten dollars per article it had to be like a minimum of 350 words or something like that uh and it's very 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 difficult at least for me to come up with anything of any any quality um and sustain a living that way because i mean you think about it you have to write a minimum of 10 articles uh per day to make any money and those articles take at least an hour for me anyway to write uh i'm sure there are some writers that spit out you know 20 or 30 in a day and i don't i can't speak to the quality because they're content farms so, anyway, Moist Critical is talking about how one of his friends uh, went to this this uh, AI website um, and asked it to it gave it the prompt to write a Kotaku article about how Metroid is racist, sexist, and it's Elon Musk's fault, <laughs> um, which is a hilarious prompt. But then the AI spit out something that. It was, it was around 350, 500 words um, about the length of a feature article. 
and it sounded like something you would see out of Kotaku or IGN uh, or Polygon. And he mentions at the end that, you know, uh, quote unquote journalists like I was um, could use this AI to just farm that $10 per article, $30 per article, whatever it is. It's not, it's not a lot, um, but it would be much easier to come up with just a simple prompt and then have the AI write the article for you. Now, that being said, um, these outlets are obviously going to catch on. It's not like Moist Critical is a small channel. Um, and I'm sure there are some freelance, quote unquote, journalists, I'm going to just call them writers, um, that are probably going to try it. And when these companies see the sustained massive output uh i doubt that they're going to want to continue to pay people uh when they can just use the bot to write their articles and just have a team of like five people doing it now there are two consequences that come out of that at least two but the first two that come to mind is uh one now games journalism quote-unquote journalism is like immediately accessible to literally anybody uh literally anybody could create a game's website and write endless articles quote-unquote articles quote-unquote write articles uh just give this a prompt um maybe write a hundred yourself and you're off to the races it'll write in your style whatever the hell you want to write about <laughs> uh secondly uh the profession of games journalist is definitely definitely going to be outdated um I mean, obviously, you're going to have instances where you need specific opinions and specific breakdowns, walkthroughs, things like that. But um, as far as like your day-to-day uh, news writer, that 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 profession is probably gone. The profession that I was in, that I specifically was taking part in. So. I just found that kind of interesting and it's we're getting to a point in games and just human technology where things are going to change very very rapidly because when you talk about this kind of machine learning this kind of ai training yeah i mean for now it's doing written pieces it's doing some art uh but they're kind of what I would call dumb they're not they're not doing things themselves they're doing things based on what we instruct them to do but for my from my perspective it is approaching a point where you can teach an AI to learn from other AI right so once it begins to it's a it's a snowball cascade effect um, and the art specifically is is really really coming into its own at this point <clears throat> so the more refined this machine learning gets these algorithms get the better we are at teaching computers how to do things uh, the more powerful they're going to become especially over the internet where everything is linked together and you essentially have one global supercomputer um I mean, not everything is going to use every computer's resources, but it, that's a possibility. 
and you know that's getting into the territory that i don't i can't speak super intelligently about because i'm not a computer scientist but from my limited understanding these possibilities are are there you could create a a global supercomputer and use some of the resources on every computer every device that's connected to the internet to to teach these this software how to do things um and i i mean i don't know and as it relates to to games the art specifically i mean I, i i read another article that somebody was being offered epic games was offering uh to commission artwork for like four thousand dollars right they would own all the rights to it and everything but epic games is projected to pull in six billion dollars over the next year so i mean is that fair compensation for that artist and furthermore why would epic pay anything literally anything uh when they can just generate it themselves so you know as far as marketing material goes maybe there's less of a need for artists um for games and you know as far as digital assets i mean i maybe there will be a point in time it's not now but maybe there will be a point in time where an ai can create digital art assets and you don't need necessarily a team of artists coming up with different uh pathways and characters and clothing styles and building designs maybe all that can be done with a computer and then when we get to those kinds of points um i mean now we're talking about being able to write different narratives being able to automate nearly every aspect of games creation which again has those two same um uh, outcomes that i can think of where one it immediately becomes accessible to literally anybody literally anybody can create with the will can create a video game complete with assets and story which opens up the industry to all kinds of things it's kind of like um music right so when you have different djs you don't necessarily need to be able to play an instrument but if you can program your MIDI controllers correctly, you can be the next Avicii, you can be Zed's Dead, you can be a big uh, musician without knowing how to necessarily play an instrument. Um, In the same way, maybe in 10, 15 years from now, when these AI programs get sophisticated enough, uh, you might be able to be one of the biggest game designers out there without having any kind of studio, without having millions of dollars without having a team of 10 15 100 people working on something <clears throat> we may be entering a future in the next 15 20 years where triple a games can be cooked up uh at home <laughs> within a week instead of taking three years and freaking 500 people to do it now who knows i mean maybe things will slow down maybe they won't but as far as technology goes i mean you look at the past six months and art specifically is just it's just blowing up and even here in colorado uh, an ai generated piece of art won an award at the state fair um so this future is not 
unrealistic. We, it, we just don't know when it's going to happen. But that's that was my takeaway from the weekend. Um, and that was rewatching the game awards. Uh, we'll talk about it all together, but it. Uh, I'll just briefly mention the presentation. It was a weird, a weird presentation, <laughs> um, and it felt kind of like specifically because a freaking Muppet was there. It started to feel kind of like um, Teen Choice Awards where it's not necessarily serious um, but you know there, there was something about it that just it felt childish which I'm not sure is the direction you want to go for for this industry but you know it also speaks to the I, and I saw a bunch of people um, in the audience that I don't, I don't know if they had anything to do with the games um, because there were like 600, 700 people in, in this auditorium and I'm looking at this I'm like there's no way all these people are here to accept different awards from different studios I mean uh, surely some of them are actors or you know guests of people who are winning awards and it just kind of it, it said two things to me one it said that the industry is expanding two it's matured and possibly three uh, the game awards are just heading down a path where they become so, something of a joke like the teen choice awards where you know recipients get slimed or whatever um oh, that's Nickelodeon but you, you see what I'm saying and maybe it's just me but I, f I feel like that presentation specifically was just not very polished it didn't seem very professional um it, it just seemed like things were starting to fall apart and i'm not sure necessarily what that means but just just my first couple of impressions now uh if you have been listening i've got a update for you okay so to about a week ago we talked about um doing a weekly or monthly challenge or whatever and the challenge this month is to see who has the best score in halo reach so you download master chief collection and you can play halo reach whoever gets the best score on heroic edition heroic uh difficulty will be crowned um the king for what, what our, or queen for however long till the next challenge um so i found out that i had to download halo reach so i'm doing that now so squarely passions when you listen to this just know that i'm going to be posting my scores here in the, <laughs> this week and we're we're going to see what the uh the bottom is and second to that uh I just gotta i gotta harp on game pass again it's it's just the greatest thing in the world like midnight last night i well let me go back so in september they gave you the option to pre-install um high on life right high on life is the game that was created by uh, uh why am i i'm drawing a blank on his name the guy that that does justin roiland that does uh rick and morty and um solar opposites so midnight last night 
I pre-installed this game in like September or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, I remember seeing that game. It's, it's the one with the talking guns. It looks fun as fuck, right? So I pre-installed the thing, and it's like, well, you got to wait till December sixth, and when it comes or twelfth, when it comes out. And midnight last night, it just automatically starts installing uh, the full game, and it's like, man, this this is just Game Pass is just so so good. It's just so good, man. I I. <sighs> It's a brand new game. I didn't pay have to. I didn't have to pay a red cent for it, and it immediately gets downloaded to my console. And it like I'll be able to play it. My internet's kind of trash, as you know, but I'll be able to play it in the next couple of days when it finishes downloading. And man, it's just so cool. We're living in a future that's so rad, man. And you know, again, if I had a better internet connection, I could probably stream that some bitch and that would be even better <laughs> like that I could save all the storage space on my console for movies or whatever else so i don't know man like it's but at the same time playstation and nintendo are doing uh really interesting things with their with their companies um nintendo wants to seems to want to implode everything that it touches uh whereas sony seems to want to um continue pushing the boundaries in narrative ways but is they it seems like they're kind of threatened by microsoft or at least they're making a show of it and i don't know maybe it's maybe it's a marketing ploy maybe it's not but either way man this is for i know a lot of people say that the 80s and the 90s were the golden age of of gaming but i feel like i feel like we're we're getting we're almost to the, the the golden age of gaming for real like i talked about specifically uh it's it's the ai man once once that makes it easy to just build your own game uh then we're off to the races then it'll be then it'll be like the 80s but you know with really really interesting concepts and art and you know uh i i think i was talking about it last week we we game developers used to be able to make a game in two weeks um that well i think we're getting back to that point and but there'll be triple a games so it should be it should be a really interesting future um yeah man so uh as far as the the front on pushing yourself right just like we're pushing these ais uh you should be pushing yourself um so for the theme i think for this month is going to be clarity so uh it's keeping keeping goals in mind keeping things in perspective so as far as that goes i'm talking uh i'm talking about ai and i'm talking about this future that it may never come to fruition and we tend to do things uh, like that with our personal lives. It, may, it just may never come to fruition. It may be a pipe dream. We may be off the wrong track. So, in order to keep things in perspective, it's important to kind of take a minute and like look at each individual moment as its own thing because nothing exists outside of right now. Um, like right now, AI can essentially steal artwork and make an amalgamation of it and that's as far as it can go 
right now, right? So uh, to push that forward, what you would need to do is teach it to learn essentially from itself, you know, to protect yourself from uh, lawsuits and these different kinds of things, ethical breaches or all these articles that are being written, uh, some maybe by AI, (laughs) but um, the point is that every moment is yours to seize and it's yours to make it better and you are also a learning machine you are designed for machine learning you can improve upon yourself day after day after day after day and you are also a collection of different mediums you you steal things from people you interact with people that you know people also steal from you so it's important to remember that every single moment is an opportunity to do your best and be your best and uh, play the best. And it's seizing that is the essence of life. And it is the essence of being the greatest gamer in working class gamers, because trust me, I will seize those moments in Halo Reach and I will have the greatest score. I will be the champion for the second time in a row so help me i swear i will do it and i hope that you have that same kind of laser focus on your goals um that you focus on each individual moment uh on the path to those goals so i mean i've been i've been talking about david goggins for uh, a week right so <clears throat> this man is crazy he's super inspirational to me and his his goals are like astronomical ride 440 miles 16 weeks after having knee knee surgery um run 240 miles at the age of 45 or whatever become a uh firefighter in the wilderness at the age of 47 and you know it's just (laughs) things that normal people would look at and say that's impossible the reason that i harp on him is that he sets these lofty goals and maybe he may not hit them maybe he will but regardless it's like they used to tell us in elementary school like aim for the moon even if you miss you'll be among the stars right so as we get closer to this future where individual people might be able to create triple a games as it's important to not limit yourself right make sure that once you have the ability to create a triple a game at home make sure it's the best damn game that anybody has ever played or make sure that you understand how this ai works make sure you understand how these algorithms work and you'll be able to you'll be a cut above the rest because there's going to be a lot of trash a lot of trash out there a lot of so-so games um but I mean, I'm not going to call people trash, but there are a lot of people that give up on their dreams. There are a lot of people that don't set high enough goals. You know, their goal is to like literally just drive to the gym and, you know, they count that as a win. And I suppose it can be, but the bigger thing is like, (laughs) you gotta, you gotta have a goal, Uh, which is why I said last week that, you know, signing up for the Spartan race, for example, is, is a good method and, you know it's like getting into the games uh 
industry is you don't need to have any any sort of education per se um you know we started this podcast based on my my desire to have an ethical um discussion about games which is where the the meme comes from about me being in love with minecraft i got i got seriously into it with an editor uh the editor editor-in-chief at the gamer because i i just didn't i didn't agree with um what what they were doing and i can't remember specifically what the argument was about but i i said you know what I, screw this i'm gonna go do my own thing and i'm gonna do it in a way that i believe is ethical and truthful and you know here we are uh, so uh we're not super big right now but i believe that this eventually will turn into something that people like a lot of people tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people are going to listen to so make sure your goals are high make sure you're clear about them and make sure that you're clear also that each individual moment is where the progress is made uh because you know the machines the machines are not going to stop they're gonna they're not gonna sleep uh so you need to sleep but you also need to seize every single moment and you're going to be able to do that better than any ai or anybody else so with that we're gonna we're gonna wrap up today's episode and we'll uh we'll talk to you tomorrow i'm not sure what the topic is going to be but we'll find out together won't we and uh hopefully passions will be able to join us again all right you have a good rest of your day we'll catch you on the other side peace